one. Oh, cool. All right. This is episode number three with my good friend, Brent Madison. Brent is a worldwide real estate photographer. He's done some insane things. I met him at the gym, and I would have never guessed how meticulous and the type of work Brent does. So I just wanted to open it up for Brent, and Brent's going to tell us a little about bit about his life, um, kind of starting when he was a, a teen to a late teen, and how it, that led him into real estate photography today. Cool. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. this is awesome. Uh, so yeah, I, my name is Brent Madison. I'm, uh, 53, 54, something like that. Years young. Uh, years young. Been on the uh, Big Island now for about eight years and, uh, shoot real estate. Uh, primarily I came from a background of hotel photography, uh, hotel spa lifestyle. And, um, for the most part I was doing that in Asia. Uh, and so since I've been here in Hawaii, I've I've basically just been doing homes. Uh, some of some of the hotels, uh, Mauna Kea and, and Marriott, stuff like that as well. But um, that's pretty much been my bread and butter here on the Big Island. But uh, you you said mentioned you wanted me to talk yeah. to him, something about the background. Yeah. So Brent, um, and if you're comfortable talking about yeah. it, when he was 19, overcame a pretty incredible obst- obstacle that hopefully none of us have to go through. But it kind of I think it sent you on an interesting trajectory to where you are today. So Yeah, I mean, everything happens for a purpose, they say, you know. But uh, I basically, when I was 19, I, I was diagnosed with uh, leukemia. Uh, and uh, so ended up spending a year and a half, two years uh, in and out of uh, City of Hope and other hospitals uh, having bone marrow transplant and, um, you know, chemo and all that, all that stuff. And uh, at the time, I was given, after my first treatment, I was given a 5% chance of living in the next five years. Was that hospital, Um, um, were you in the United States? Yeah, I was in, I was in, uh, in California, Southern California. Okay, so Um, just to clarify, it's not like you're in a third world country yet, you know, with that type of diagnosis, you know. No, in fact, um, I had probably some of the best care that I, you know, that they had at the time. I was 19, so that would have been back in, you know, 1988, 1998, uh, 1989, excuse me. Uh, and so at the time, a lot of the treatments were still experimental. Okay. Um, so I was... You were the experiment. Yeah, I was one of the experiments. And so that's why when I finally came to having my, my bone marrow um, transplant, they, they basically just said, you know, if the, if the disease doesn't kill you, the transplant will. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, so I mean, it was they were giving me all sorts of hope the and, whole time. And uh, trying to remember back when you were nineteen, I mean, I remember when I was nineteen. It's like you're you're out trying to be a nineteen year old guy, right? right you're trying to figure right. out your life. So you were. Yeah. It wasn't like graduating high school and being like, oh, what kind of career do I want to, or where yeah. do I want to backpack to? You were faced with that. So what was that? What you know? Yeah. So getting over that, uh, it was I was I was very fortunate. I had a lot of prayer. A lot of people, you know, were rooting for me as well. And um, by the time I got out, I was the second fastest that the City of Hope had had kind of go through a bone marrow transplant hmm. which I, with my own bone marrow. It wasn't with a donor because we couldn't find a donor. Okay. And, um, and then basically what happened is two years after the, the fact that I was released, my brother and I, we rode our bikes across the United States raising money f- and from awareness from, oh, from Seattle to Boston. Okay. 75-day trip. And that's your um, brother, Mark? Mark, yeah. Okay, that I met. Yeah, that's right. Nice. Yeah. How so, so, oh, go ahead. No, so 
Seattle to Boston. So that's that. I mean, that's. Yeah. I know you kind of glanced over it, but that's not <laughs> like a quick. Well, that was a fun. That was a great trip, and we actually d- were able to raise some awareness for the Merrill Foundation, okay. uh, which was basically a, a you know precursor to a lot of these uh, you know bone marrow donor programs that um, are now very successful in terms of they have lots of hundreds of thousands of people on the registry, okay. so that if you needed a bone marrow transplant for your cancer or whatever, they would be able to you know, more easily match and find gotcha. somebody that, that matches. The internet, you. I'd imagine, helps oh, a little I'm bit. A, oh, yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. You know, I think it, we were just at like, hey, what is this thing called email at the time? Yeah. You know? um, so that, that trip turned into another trip I did on my own the next summer. I rode my bike down from uh, Seattle to San Diego, hmm. and that took 45 days. But at that point, I was already, you know, over <laughs> yeah. the whole experience, it seemed. Um, and I ended up going to Pepperdine. Pepperdine University in Southern California. Okay, and that's uh, right on the water, right? Yeah. yeah, it's right on the water. I was really fortunate because I then I was taking up photography. I was I was working at you know my part time work was in the dark room for the for the uh, photographer of the school. Okay, and it was all black and white work stuff like that. <laughs> so I, I basically did learn all of my photography on film, hmm. um, and that differentiated me from a lot of the photographers nowadays because i've done everything old school and i'll get into that in a little bit. yeah but you had the like (coughs) unlike you know brent was just showing me how to set up my camera right (laughs) and i'm the one hosting this but you know it's you have the concepts are the same right the devices has changed but the concepts are generally the same yeah generally and and um i think a lot of it has to do with also um a lot of it has to do with experience a lot of it has to do with um, an eye that you have to develop, yeah. Um, and and all those things. But we can get into that um, just real briefly a- after that trip. I went I went to Japan, and from there, Japan, I w- we I ended up moving to my final destination for a long time, which was Thailand. Thailand, okay. Yeah. And I was there 15 years. Wow. Last, okay. Yeah. So when you were maybe 25, 30 to. So when I was yeah, I was 30 to 45. So okay. Like 40, yeah, what were you? What was the first thing you were kind of doing over there? Yeah. So I, when I first moved, I still wanted to be a photographer. I had, you know, dabbled with photography in uh, in Japan, doing like a, you know a coffee table book that never materialized. Yeah. Uh, and I ended up, um, you know, kind of looking around, and and one day uh, I, I was sitting in front of my computer, and literally I put my hands on my in my, in my head, in my hands, and yeah. I, I just I just prayed. I said, you know, God. I want to do what, you know, it was Steve McCurry at the time, a war photographer. I, I really, okay. I really want to do this. Could you help me find like how to do this and make a living doing it? And, uh, that evening I was in the market in Chiang Mai, a Northern market. This guy walks up to me and he goes, Hey, you're a photographer, right? And I go, yeah, I am. He goes, Hey, do you want to go into Burma? Yeah. And I was like, uh, did you have a sure. camera on your neck? Or no, something? Or no. Just... He knew me from church. Okay. Uh, the, in Northern Thailand, there's, you know, there's, there are, you know, churches and stuff like that. Okay. And, uh, and I really didn't know who he was, but it turned out he was David Eubank, the founder of Free Burma Rangers. Wow. And, uh, he just said, Hey, I, my photographer dropped out guy from Bangkok, you know, a, an English guy. He goes, uh, but I'm looking for a, a backup. We're going to go in you know, on a mission. So yeah. would you like to go? So I had no idea. Uh, and I, anyway, it turned into several times I'd gone, I have gone with Free Burma Rangers into Burma to help not only document uh, the atrocities that are happening to all the different ethnic groups in there from the Burma Army, but uh, to also train 
do some training with Dave's group, Freebird Rangers, and they're training how to do medical stuff. And in my case, it was how to do photo, uh, like a photo ambush in a way. Yeah. Okay. And that you would take photos of not only what's happening, but try to set up so that you could get on film actually what's happening. Because as we had talked earlier, I nobody, even nobody even knows what's happening. What's happening. Right so, and, so for everyone that's listening, this is continu- still going oh on. Oh, yeah. There's a massive war going on. It's been 89 years, I think. But wow. now it's like it's culminating now, like worse than ever. Hundreds of thousands of people displaced. People, I mean, the Burma Army will come in and say, oh, yeah, we're working with country X to, uh, you know, we're going to build a, a dam right here. So they'll just kidnap all the men, make them work, shoot them after. Uh, wow. Women and children are... Or, or however they treat them, you, know, you can imagine, yeah. and uh, and that's ongoing. So and there's no, I mean, and what's in, s- sickening is that, you know, me and Brent feel the same way about the corporate media and stuff. But it's it's not. Yeah. It is a real, you know, and you've seen it firsthand years ago. But it's still going on. Yeah. With mass. And I, I I get a daily or a, you know maybe a, a twice a week. Um, you know, newsletter, and it's, you know, very well documented and, and kind of showing up. And a lot of, I mean, there are senators, U.S. senators and Congress people that have gone out and actually seen with their own eyes, but it never makes its way back into the media. Yeah, so it's, it's all about, you know, yeah. I don't uh, want to say the name because it's going to get taken off, but it starts with a C and ends with a D. You know, <laughs> you know? they want to cover that, but not yeah. people actually getting slaughtered yeah so. so that's a sad a sad reality um i ended up doing a book uh, about it on on one hand uh yeah displaced reflections just basically um about kind of the inside war that's 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 going on more more about um how the the group partners at the time who who commissioned this book um was how they were working and kind of about the people that are inside. So, I mean, that was kind of my first, that was the first book actually that, that I really, that I really did. Okay. Yeah. And I'll throw some pictures on the screen so you guys can oh, see. Sure. Yeah. Okay. There's some so powerful at, shots. At, in there. at that point, you know, I was just like, uh, I had done several, I mean, several different trips and just because of my past in terms of my medical, you know, a uh, pass. And, and also I wasn't, I wasn't able to, I didn't know how I was going to make any money. Okay, um, that's important. That's you know, something that we all yeah you know, passion and money. But so so anyway, I I ended up I I just I, I, maybe I tell him about uh, I was walking up a hill one day. Yeah, up so, in Burma. So you're <laughs> yeah. do, so you're in Burma. You're now doing the war photography, or you had been doing it. Yeah, I mean, I I use war photography loosely because I actually never saw the conflict in s- myself. I, I never. I mean, I heard lots of mortars. I heard lots okay. of gunfire. But, post- but I never got shot at. I was never standing close sure. enough to be. Well, you're in. in the, I'll, I'll get. I'll. I think yeah. you say it's true. You're you're in that area, right? And yeah. Seeing the victims and oh yeah, oh all yeah, stuff and ca- and kind of trying to help them out. So oh yeah. So you're doing that, and then you're. I thought it was so. You're walking up a hill again, and then you say, hey, "Well, God, so yeah." So know. this time I, I'm walking up the hill, and I just thought, you know, because I was I was having some problems, uh, health problems at the time too, and I, I was just like, God, I'm not sure that. The, this is like being right here right now is going to be, is the right thing for me. Yeah. And, um, and you had asked just dr- dropping back, you had asked, you know, before, like, Hey, I, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's and right. I met the guy. So yeah. now, you're so, uh, now that I've been in there for a couple of years. I mean, okay. I've been, I've been doing this for a, f- a few years on off, on off, you know, and yeah. in the meantime, trying to do stock photography and, and whatever else. But, um, one time I was in with a, with a group and we were, I was just going up this hill and I just, I just, prayed i just said god i'm not sure this is for me but uh 
you know, what can I do? And so I heard in my, in my head, I heard while I was just walking, uh, I'll make you a successful photographer. One, you can do it war photography if you're doing it on your own or you two, uh, if you want to do luxury photography, but you d- you'll do it with your wife. Hmm. And uh, I just said, oh, I'll do the latter. And right, <laughs> and then that night, we actually, we had to, to Exville. We had to get our way out of where we were. And um, I got a phone call that night from uh, a, a friend in town, a famous writer. And he said, hey, there's a real famous photographer in town um, named uh, Luca Tatoni, mm-hmm. who uh, he's got 120 c- coffee table books on style and, and wow. interiors and, and you know, spas <laughs> and the whole thing. And he said, uh, we, he's looking for an assistant. Would you be able to assist? In luxury real estate. Yeah, so in luxury that real night estate. you got a call. That night I got a call. And so the next morning I had to get my, my butt from the north where I was down back into the, t- into the city. And uh, I literally, it, within 12 hours, I was working at the Mandarin Oriental. Wow. Uh, shooting photos with him. Yeah. You know? So that started, my, that started my career into luxury photography. And so since then I've had the ability, thank, thankfully, I've had the ability to shoot hotels all over. Uh, I mean, hotels, spas. Yeah, some and, of them, and, and it's not stuff. just, it's funny because, you know, I live here on the island, and, you know, the Mauna Kea Hotel is nice, and there's some nice ones, but the stuff, I'll put it on the screen, and Brent's website will be in the, the bio, but the stuff that, I mean, these hotels are, like, serious architecture. It's not like, a, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm really, level. really, really lucky in that, again, Luca was shooting all film, so we were shooting film, and everything had to be, was lit. Everything wow. was with, with lighting, so... He was extremely meticulous about how things sh- should be and how they need to be styled and how they need to look. I'm, I'm taking a wild <laughs> guess and saying this is how you learned those, you know, how yeah. you kind of got that. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. sickness. So people, they, they basically say, oh, I can't believe what you're doing. It, it made me ill to do what you're doing because I'll be like, uh, I need to move that one millimeter. Just uh, and just, uh, <laughs> just, I can, for testimony to this, and uh, our friend Seth has helped Brent as well as a, assistant when he shoots photography here on the big island brent is super meticulous in a good way and to a different level where he'll be like can you move that apple a quarter of a turn and <laughs> well, it, it obviously sorry. makes a difference but no, sorry. Uh, sorry. he's got no no sorry but you've got the eye for it well i think part of it is that because we were trained that way and there was no going back it wasn't there was no you know hey let's just fix it in photoshop yeah and i think that's the curse that i think a lot of the young photographers that are in there today are doing basically they show up at a place they have no lighting they don't even know how to use lighting they uh, you know point the camera in the right direction click 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 and then uh, we'll fix it in post we'll fix it in, in photoshop now that's the, the kind of thing that i realized whereas back in the day of film of course we would shoot it you know there was a little like polaroid that you could get a magnifying glass and you know <laughs> zoom in and stuff like that but when i started trans oh, so anyway all all this to say is that i work for luca uh, for a few years, and um, at one point, uh, because he was a he was a heavy heavy smoker, uh, he ended up dying of, of lung cancer. Hmm. He was based in Singapore, uh, but traveled all over the world. Okay, um, and, and what was his name? Again? Luca Luca Tatoni. Luca yeah. Tatoni. Okay. Yeah, Luca Invernizzi Tatoni. Is it Italian? Um, Italian. Yeah, yeah, Italian. He was married to a uh, Thai royal in, in in who lived in Singapore. Wow. And um, and so then he would just travel, you know, doing all these things. He was. Uh, pretty much, I mean, they set this the standard 
at, at his photography and like in terms of every hotel and all these big places. That, and to say as well, you were mentioning earlier about, you know, nice properties. Asia, when they are building and when they're doing their their architecture, when they're doing their uh, styling, all that stuff, they're using the the best people that that money can buy. I mean, like literally people hmm. are coming in from all over the world. It's very international. Okay. And they'll set up, uh, you know, a hotel that it might cost $100 million to build, but in terms of value, it's a half-billion-dollar hotel, basically. I mean, in that kind of gotcha. equivalent, how much that, you know, that dollar goes in some of these places. So some of those uh, hotels I was very fortunate to shoot, um, and uh, and it was because of, of him. And, and I kind of arrived on the day that we were in the Mandarin Oriental, and they had just finished a, on on one of them. There was a they had just finished a five million dollar um, upgrade of, okay. of the bar, of the bar. Yeah, of the bar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Wow. So so we walk into this place and Luca with his Italian accent, he just oh my 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 no 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 no, and then the PR because we 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 always have PR people. There's you know the the head of housekeeping and the mm-hmm. head of engineering and all these people are, you know, following us around doing, getting the notes ready for our shoot. Yeah. And, uh, they basically say, uh, he just says, Oh, I'm not going in there. This is, this is terrible. And the PR lady says, we just spent $5 million revamping this bar. How do you mean you're not going in there? He says, this is the ugliest bar I've ever seen in my whole life. I'm not shooting it. So he said, he just passed me the camera and we had just gone digital. Like he had just bought his whole first Canon yeah. digital setup and everything. So he said, you shoot it. So he sat outside, and I went inside here, and I thought, okay, you know, here's my, here's, my big chance. Yeah, Brent's up to bat. <laughs> yeah, don't choke, you yeah. know. So uh, I set up the lights, and I put up, the, you know, camera and, and styled it all, uh, like how we could, had all the stuff turned on and whatever. Click, 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 you know, went through the whole, you know, set of, you know, when we shoot something on digital, it's different. I go into that after, but we sh- shot all the things. I had one shot to, to bring them back out Gave it, gave him the camera, and he looked at it, and yeah, well, it's okay. And at that point, I knew I had arrived. I had, yeah. I had, because he's not going to tell uh, you you did a great job. No, but okay, never, no. But never. if he did a bad job, he would have told you. Oh so yeah, you knew you were, yeah. you were okay. Yeah. Was great. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. You know. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, I picked up a lot of fun uh, things from that. People asked, you know, did he teach you anything? And I thought, actually, he he never actually taught me anything. He never said, this is how you do ABC. He just told me to do it and move get over there or, or whatever or his famous line was you know rem- remove this from my sight like yeah. he was hurting his eyes yeah. to see something <laughs> like sounds like a movie character it like, really was it yeah. really was and and great to be learning that way and brent just to just to interrupt so what just ballpark shooting those types of hotels and stuff what's like the da- daily rate what are you charge for i mean oh gosh somebody like him is probably charging four or five thousand dollars a day okay um in a, you know i ended up um i mean and you're talking about in in you know southeast asia i mean you're still able to charge those yeah. rates for if you're shooting that level of a hotel i mean the, the general managers they come from switzerland the you know the head chef is uh you know italian i mean there's people coming from all over so they're they're these are big groups that are funding these things and so they're used to spending money on, you know, kind of Western rates. Okay. Um, if, you know, my, my, my hotel rate is, is half of that. Gotcha. Um, and so I, you know, and I, and so when he, when he ended up passing away, 
um, because some of, of what he was shooting was halfway done. or And also I knew all the PR people that we had shot stuff with. So I started getting phone calls. And, um, and so I started picking up hotel work yep. and then shooting uh, – you know, the same type of hotels, the same yeah. places and all that stuff. And then I ended up, thankfully, I ended up doing that for about 10 years where I was the... Nice. The, or maybe about eight uh, in Asia where I was doing that and going to, you know, coast Africa, going, you know, all through China, India, hmm. um, you know, all Southeast Asia, of course, um, you know, shooting hotels. Wow. Yeah. And all learning from from him on how to yeah initially with yeah film. yeah that's right yeah. yeah and so by then i'd already transitioned to what we now use digital everybody's yeah. digital this digital that and um and and especially and unless uh you know it's like the trend with you know girls in their 20s and 30s where they want to have a film camera but that's oh yeah that's yeah, different know. you know yeah totally different yeah. and uh you know, part of the, the, the digital is a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because you can literally just see, hey, well, that's what I got. Okay, this needs to be adjusted or, you know, lighting's wrong. We can, you know, change this around. We can move these things around. Uh, it's a curse in that basically you've, they've cut out the developer. There's no okay. more film. So you are the developer or whomever you hire is the developer. Gotcha. And so there's an extra step now that you're doing instead of going through all the pictures and going, okay, that's the one, that's the one, that's the one, and then mailing off a, you know, a sheet of usable pictures that the hotel or, or the realtor or whomever wants. Can use, yeah. Can use. Now it's, you, you, you know, have all these pictures and there somebody's pro post-processing them often you, and you're not really charging for that time at all. Gotcha. So um, and that's, that's super tedious, especially super tedious. because you're tedious on the front end. Yeah. You're going to do the same. It's not you're like you're not going to just upload them to yeah. and just say see you later. Yeah, that's right. You know, and, and so then we get in. I, you know, I, I send my my stuff out uh, and then they basically uh, ruin it and then okay. they send it back and then I fight with them. And then this is a third party third party processing. processing. Yeah. OK. And they charge you like a flat fee. Yeah. So in the old days, um, so now it's all by subscription and all this. Ninety nine stuff. bucks a month or something. Yeah, yeah, but in but in the old days, I was paying eighty dollars a picture to have those. Eighty dollars a picture. Yeah. Wow. And of course, a hotel picks that up. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but you know, you when you do you know hundred photos. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, yeah, it starts adding up, yeah. right? Um, but of course, these are you know top processors or whatever. And now. Um, you know, you really can't do that level of post-processing because no one would hire you one. Yeah. And two, it's really not necessary, especially in our market, because it's so typically hot here that yeah. it's, it's turning over. No, yeah, almost no matter what. Yeah. Because, yeah. so, like, right, you know, in the market we're in on the Big Island, it's it's very important to have pictures because we were talking about this before. Is like, And you guys know, if you're on Zillow and you're scrolling through and you're like, Oh, this is a nice house. And then there's sometimes they'll upload pictures before, you know, it, let's say it hits the MLS and they yeah. don't want to wait. So we'll put yeah. some pictures on it. On preview. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. But yeah. this, I'm talking like listing photos that the agent takes oh, themselves. Yeah. It's just not the same. No. You know, no. And you'd be shocked how many times um, I've heard of and have seen, you know, an agent just taking a picture with their, with their iPhone or yeah. their phone. And it's such a disservice to the, to the client for one, yeah. because I mean, you know, I might might charge them. Let's say let's say I charge you 
a thousand bucks. Let's just say that. Yeah. You're, as uh, an example. I, yeah. I yeah. just charge you a thousand bucks to shoot all the pictures, the drone, the, all this kind of stuff. Your yeah. commission, it might be, let's say it's any, let's say it's 8,000. Yeah. So, you, Which on a, and, and you have to pay that out of pocket often, you yeah. know, as a realtor, you know, the realtor is, is often covering the bill on behalf of the, uh, the seller. At least that's how it's happened many yeah. times. And sometimes the seller actually picks up the, the bill, tab. you know, on the tab. But, in my opinion, that's a small price to pay to, because you have that one second. Literally, these people are flipping through houses like that, mm-hmm. and you have that one second to make a sale or not. Honestly, well, and know? here the average price is eight hundred thousand for a house, right? Eight hundred thousand mm. to a million. So if it's a, you know, million dollar house, and you get a three percent commission. You know, that's thirty thousand. You have an eighty twenty broker split. I'm putting myself on the <laughs> spot for math but let's just say after all your fees and stuff you it's probably higher you probably have like twenty thousand. well mm. if brent you know someone like brent mm. you know shoots it and let's say you list the house for you know a million as an example yeah and with That's awesome good. photos it's well marketed mm-hmm. or you listed a million and it's got terrible photos and markets and it sits there's also like the opportunity cost of you know and buyers you miss out on right people are oh, scrolling yeah. and you know if you look at two houses even if they're totally different and one's got amazing pictures, you're going to be more likely to see mm. that one. Same thing as, I don't want to get us off topic, but it's like Airbnb pictures. Mm. You guys have seen the bad Airbnb mm. pictures, right? Yeah. Like, I don't want to stay there. It could be the nicest place in the world, yeah. but you're going to make all your judgments That's right. up front. You one, know? Of, one of our friends, their, their, um, their agent took pictures with their iPhone, and they had most insane views, most incredible views of the ocean yeah. and overlooking all of Kona. And um, any of those pictures that you saw, there was all blown out. So you could see the interior yeah. all, and all that stuff. But all of your views were gone. So you didn't know what it looked like from the kitchen. You didn't know what it looked like from the living room. You didn't know what it looked like right from the pool, which yeah. was, like, incredible. And, um, you know, when I look back at somebody like even my parents, when my parents were here, my mother's only desire for a home is a sea view. Like ocean when, view. Ocean view. Yeah. Like She's like, I don't care where it's at or whatever if it has an ocean view that's what i'm interested in and yeah. so like okay well you just cut my mom out of that yeah i mean if bringing it right no, to you're, home, you're right I, you most know. realtors will tell you that they want people want a pool which is you know expensive and hard but hmm. ocean view is like especially if you know after you've lived here a while i i'd rather be up the hill and be cooler than <laughs> right, than right. an ocean view i don't really right, care but right, right. well um, you could have both i mean there yeah. are lots of places that i've seen that have, yeah. have both you know the cool weather and the view but, yes uh, but um, yeah, so I, anyway, when we ended up, you know, wrapping up my kind of my my life story uh, was basically um, we were in our third coup d'etat basically in Thailand and okay. the military, you know, had taken over because I was on a media visa yeah. based in Thailand. Uh, I was even though I was shooting luxury resorts and all this kind of stuff that really was used by the you know tourism authority of Thailand yeah. and all yeah. these kind of things. Um, they they basically just said, you know, you're in the media, you know, media must go. Uh, so we kind of saw the writing on the wall, and okay. we we love Thailand, yeah. and, we, and we love Thai people, and uh, it was it was it was sad for me to have to to come back, uh, but we we chose Hawaii specifically for the fact that it, it was kind of an intermediate between, you know, mainland U.S. and Asia, in that we have mix of both, you know, heavy cultures here. Yeah, we can. And this is probably the best. Yeah you know, the closest feeling you're going to get. You right, know, right, yeah, right. And still have, you know, running uh, electricity and water at yeah. times. And, 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 s- and that. somewhat of a stable government. Yeah. Depending on your opinion. Right, right, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
yeah, so so then we moved here, and then I started doing, um, you know, real estate because you know there there are lots of homes here, not many hotels. I, okay. I was able to to shoot up the hotels that were that were here. Yeah, um, but, but every, you know, people needed it every two years, three years. Yeah. Versus um, all this building going on. Yes. And all stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So um, do you primarily like right now, you know, homes, condo? Like, what's your? Because I know, you know. Yeah, I mean, our, our, our clients are anywhere from uh, small, tiny little homes all the way up to, you know, Kukio-sized uh, uh, homes. And I also work for a lot of some of the, the, the contractors, okay. um, the people that are building the house or the, or the you know, people who've come in to style it or, or do whatever. Sometimes they'll send over their firm from the mainland, and I'll shoot those, those places. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I've been, I've been really fortunate in, in being able to do that. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I would say all these, all the time that it took to kind of get to that point, um, you know, it's the same thing with, with, I would say with a drone in that, you know, anybody can fly a drone. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and uh, there are a lot of, you know, good drone flyers and there are a lot of photographers and anyone can take a picture. But when you put the two together, it's like, so when I'm flying a drone, I'm actually a photographer taking a picture with a drone yeah, ver and versus a drone operator just clicking away and doing just whatever. going yeah. and the same thing when I go into a home I'm a I'm really a, a hotel photographer who's taking a picture of someone's home but I tr treat it just like a hotel uh, and as you know then you know instead of walking through a place in an hour it takes me you know four five six hours to to do a shoot um, I just can't I just can't speed it up any. <laughs> hey, you want to be the, you know, you got, there's a standard you hold and that's important. And yeah. people, and the people that you work with, um, you know, that's why they keep working with you, right? Mm. It's like, I'm like sure you have so. yeah. stories of, you know, I know there's, you know, things you've done with people and you're like, wow, okay. I've I, I think the, I think the thing that holds, um, that was kind of a misconception too, is there are a lot of younger realtors, young, young people. And they are coming into the market and they are trying to shoot a property as they would as a young person. Mm. But most of the people with a million, two million, three million dollars in cash or in that or, you know, that the bank will write a loan for. They're not they're not young folks yet, uh, you know, that mostly I, mm -hmm. I would say. Um, so I see a lot of kind of wasted energy being put into stuff like now and, and not always the case, but um like, you know, a video walkthrough or an Instagram uh, type, you know, we're going to do Instagram shots and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, and I think a lot of that just goes right past somebody who's, you know, 60, yeah. uh, who still is trying to figure out how does, you know, how does my, uh, you know, email how do I turn work. on my, yeah, how do I turn on this dopey thing called email yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah so it's, <laughs> it's, I think that's a good point is you, all that stuff is good, you know, having mm. the right angles for social media because that stuff's growing however you know like your perspective i do agree with that mm. at some level because you definitely you know the people that are buying not not everyone but the, you know the million dollars and up are not necessarily on tiktok right they're not necessarily right. instagram reels right and it looks pretty for me to look at yeah you know, i see some these you know the reels and stuff and, and it's also it might be helpful for for their colleagues as well because they might be able to shoot that stuff and then and then amongst their peers mm -hmm. they would say oh yeah this guy's really on it he's doing this and this and that and yeah. i can understand that kind of 
uh, you know, perspective of why you would do that. Yeah. It's almost um, like self-marketing. It's yeah, almost more self-marketing right. than yeah. trying to market the property. Yeah. And I totally, I totally think that's, that's, you know, a valid, a, a valid way to do it. Um, I'm just, I'm just thinking in terms of, you know, if someone's got a limit, what they think is going to be a limited, um, you know, they, they, oh, I don't want to spend more than X, you know, mm-hmm. then there, there are some things you can cut out, but there are also things like I would say, always get drone photography. Always. Okay. And on this island, always get drone yeah. photography and you, you it's at least 50 percent of the people that that hire me don't want it hmm. and it's incredible because i'll stand there and go wow if i could just put this if i could just put the camera 15 feet over there yeah uh, then you would have this incredible view of the entire ocean plus where you are situated here in Kona. yeah and i've seen them um done before and mm. i think i've seen it well you've you've helped me out with one right mm. there's not a lot oh, to yeah. look at because it's all bunch it's a bunch it's of trees <laughs> but uh it you know, like, uh, nothing wrong with a, a talk through, right. A walkthrough, but, and I've, and, but having like a video, like a drone that gives you the perspective mm. of the outside of the house and like mm. where it's at. And, you know, because most people, if they're really serious, at least, you know, when I look, when I'm shopping a property, look at the address, you zoom out on Google maps, which is always blown mm. out. And you're like, Oh, there's a gas station right there. Yeah. Didn't see that. Or yeah. what's your relationship to town? Yeah. Where, where, you know how how close are you to the highways? Where's the school at? You and know. It, yeah. And, and with a drone, you can really see that. Um, another thing that's 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 helpful is the uh, I've I've done it quite a bit. Are the are your kind of Matterport tours mm. because you can people are used to that now. I mean, yeah. there was a couple of years ago. I would say, yay, people are really not. But I think as you said, like. The demographic is definitely changing. Like it's, the the younger folks are getting a little older, yeah. And they're and that's kind of bleeding in as the norm now. People are seeing, oh yeah, that's that's you know, uh, and that's just a really interesting technology as well. Like to be able to virtually tour your your place that I had never would have ever guessed that yeah could I've, be done. I've know? done uh, a couple of Matterports before, mm. um, and it was mainly for a vacation rental company because they wanted to, they're taking a property on and it helps for big for liability hmm. so they could see what you know are the wall scuffs you know right and that right. way the owner right. it just keeps them out of trouble but anyways it was amazing i did it and i have absolutely zero like what not that i didn't do yeah. anything and just it like you could walk through this house and you're like okay and that type yeah. of stuff i think for for people who are you know looking at a yeah. hotel or property yeah. it's kind of just from film to now i mean it's well changing. during the pandemic there were times when one not only were all homes being sold like that, yeah. but they were being sold like people had never even come here. Like yeah. they were still 4,000 miles away or whatever and paying for a house. Yeah. And that's how they were seeing it literally was just doing a virtual walkthrough. Um, and another funny thing during that whole pandemic was that I would shoot a house. It was sell- things were selling so quickly that I would shoot a house sometimes, but before I got home from the shoot, the, the agent would call me and say, "Oh, are we already we already we closed, but it. yeah, let's get the pictures done anyway, just in case it falls out, yeah. falls through." Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, yeah. it was crazy. <laughs> so that was that was an interesting time. Nice. Yeah. Well, Brent, I uh, thank you for taking the time oh, and yeah. doing this. Any last closing remarks? You know, uh, any well, let me change it up. Any, yeah. What's the goals for Brent Madison in photography? Just keep doing what we're doing. Anything you want to cha- kind of get into, or yeah, you know, I'm. I think I'm going to continue doing my my drone a lot. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm basically sold on that. Um, the the FAA is changing. A lot of people here they do drone. They don't have their license. 
and FAA in March of 2024, it's really cracking down. Okay. Like, yeah, and the whole reason is because they're also requiring you not only to have your drone license, but they're they're requiring you to have what they call remote ID. And remote ID is a thing that attaches to the drone or is built into the drone, and it tells all the other airplanes around, including the FAA, Who's if you're in the air and and where you are in relationship to other planes and stuff like that and they take like you know their restricted airspace which is right here they they take other planes in the air they take all that stuff very very seriously gotcha. and, and yeah because you don't want to start flying stuff into airspace well it just takes the once right and then yeah. it's in for who knows yeah. people you know so so uh i would say that is um something i'm going to continue going into uh and exploring you know the photography. Um, I'm I'm still doing hotels, so I I've just been asked to do a, a hotel down here. Um, I really enjoy that. I really enjoy still doing the um, the real estate, and I've been wor- able to work with a lot of with really good realtors as well. Nice. Um, as you say, I've been in relationship with them, so you know I I would just always try to do my best. It's hard to compete sometimes because the prices of especially people who are starting out. They one don't know how to price themselves because of the amount of work it takes to stay race to, in, race to, to the s- bottom to stay in business, <laughs> you know. And it really, it's it's about staying in business. You need to think long term as a photographer, not hey, I can just shoot this house and maybe the next one they'll just give me a little more or something like that. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Um, but it's hard to stay competitive in that. Um, there's only so far down you can go in terms of lowering your rates before you, 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 you can't offer a business anymore. Yeah. And it's you bet know. you're better off to focus on, cause I think long-term what, I mean, you learn when you're in Thailand, right. Mm. was the quality, right. They remember, yeah. you know, who you, af- you know, after you'd been working uh, yeah. with Luca, Luca yeah. and you know, same thing here is, okay, it's going to be tough on a f- maybe a four, $300,000 condo to, for mm. some an agent to be like, you know what, I don't really, care but a mm. higher end home that really mm. cares about their business and yeah. showcasing the house and mm-hmm. all those different types of things that's where you can consistently i think yeah stand out yeah so. I, I i think i've been very fortunate again to to have that i've been able to shoot some beautiful spots some beautiful places so my my portfolio can kind of speak for itself um in in i you know i don't i would hope that the the market here is is always is always good but you know there are ups and downs yeah and so we just kind of ride that wave and and uh, just continue to do our best. So, cool. But uh, yeah, appreciate being on the on the show. Yeah, thanks, and, Brent, uh, for being thanks on. Thanks everybody for for listening. Yeah, and Brent's all of Brent's info will be in the description below. And Brent, are you on LinkedIn, Facebook? How do you phone number? Man, how should you know, people reach school. you? <laughs> Text you? Yeah, <laughs> uh, no. So so I do have a I do have a website. Uh, www.madisonimages.com. That's M A D I S O N madison images i-m-a-g-e-s dot com and um you can see my work there and then i do have facebook uh page madison images photography however uh you know finding passwords i'm, I'm part of that old older generation yeah. brent's <laughs> website's the best way and i'll put the link down there <laughs> you know trying to trying to trying to stay up to date man yeah it's uh i understand I, my heart goes out to all you people here that have the same problem i do <laughs> <laughs> you know unbelievable well. Awesome. So cool. Thank you. Cool, man. Yeah, appreciate Thanks, Brent. it. All right. Nice. Oh, oh good. That was fun. Yeah, it was painless. Thanks for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I take it all back. I take it back. <laughs>